0: Good evening. Today is Monday, July 5th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is working with others, and our speaker tonight is Emily D. Thank you, Emily.
1: Thank you, everybody. Hi, I'm Emily D. I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater uh, zooming in from Chicago, Um, and I'm, I'm... so delighted to talk about working with others, which is not like working over others, working under others, working around others. It's like working with others. And I have to say, you know, when it says right on the first page of chapter seven, that this is the bright spot of recovery. Um, When I was abstinent-ish years ago, meaning I wasn't abstinent, Um, I remember having the experience and some of you may relate to this of, you know, my phone would ring and I would be like, oh oh my God, you know, I'm in the middle of watching Netflix or who knows what I'm doing. And now I have to say, you know, I've got a year and, and a couple months abstinent and I love when the phone rings, um, mostly because I get to hear from you. Um, and I'm happy to share about Me Too, and I'm going to tell some of my story tonight as it relates to working with others, but it is the bright spot. Working with others taught me how to love, uh, teaches me how to love every day. Um, I'm very grateful to have a couple sponsees sponsees uh, on the Zoom, Zoom room with us tonight. Um, so they hopefully have, have heard a message of depth and weight from me, but I learned through sponsoring um, that I, uh, don't have to be perfect. Um, and I'm not, and there's no intimacy in perfection. Um, and all I want is intimacy. All I want is to be loved and to be seen and to be heard. And, you know, me trying to do it right, get it right. That doesn't allow for a lot of that. So I just want to say that at the front end, Um, I'm going to share some photos. uh, For those of you who haven't seen my photos, get ready. For those of you who have, stand by. Um, (laughs) I think part of why I I share my photos is to to show that the program works. Uh, And we all know if we've we've read the big book and if you haven't read the big book, um, we know visual proof is the weakest proof But when I came in the rooms, I needed to see that it worked. And I didn't know to look at people's eyes for it to work. Now I know I can hear it in people's voices and I can see it in their eyes. I needed to see bodies that I wanted. Um, And so, you know, a fat girl like me, that's what I needed. That's what I needed. And I say that with with all the love in the world. Can you see my screen okay? Give me a nod. Yeah, thanks, Lynn. Okay. So, um, I just have these uh, first few photos here from 2006 to 2012, um, just to show you sort of the road to to me coming in the rooms, which happened in 2012. Um, you know, part of what you see here, or I see here, and um, this is uh, something that I share frequently, just not a lot of, I mean, the smile on the left, I don't, I, it's just not real. Um, there was a lot of sort of, um, performative kind of joy. And I got into the rooms in 2012. As you can see, in 2014, I, I released weight. Um, but part of what wasn't present for me was the spiritual solution and working with others, sponsoring. Um, I didn't have a lot of guidance. And we know in working with others, this is a practical program of action, practical meaning, like, it's not like esoteric. This is not philosophy. This is like, here's how you do it. Ready? Um, and I made it really complicated when I was sponsoring, when I got abstinent the first time. Um, and I did a lot on my own and uh, made it up as I went. And I still make it up sometimes. But um, what, what I mean by that, I think more than anything is Im- improvising, And God gives me that ability to not treat everyone the same. People have unique needs. People are in different places in their life. So I I released some weight. Um, And then, you know, 2019, 2020, uh, I gained it all back. My relapse was very slow. I'm a step away relapser. Like I just was taking baby steps away from the rigor and the program of action. And my food plan couldn't carry me. It simply wasn't sufficient. Um, And so I gained all the weight back. uh, And then, you know, just to see kind of what I look like today, um, you know, the biggest difference for me in these photos, it's still uncomfortable a little bit to share photos and be like, I'm beautiful. Um, But here's what's cool about like believing that. I can say it and I believe it, um, but it's right-sized. right sized it's like on the bookshelf along with the other stuff that I reference in my life. I'm not hustling for it. I'm not looking for it. Um, I'm not seeking it out. It feels good to hear. And that's okay. And that's okay. I'm only human. I am not divine. So um, that's a little bit about sort of like me. And if you, if you have seen those photos, um, I apologize, Uh, but off we go. So working with others, just to, A real, like a real window into what this, today, let's just start with July 5th. Why not? Let's get present. So I went for a long bike ride today, which is a gift in and of itself. Um, And on the way out, I was listening to music and music keeps me kind of feeling like a warrior princess. Like I can do anything um, appropriately. And I had this thought as I, as I turned around to come back on the Chicago Lake front path, I was like, what if I took out my headphones? What if I rode without headphones, which felt real renegade? I was like, this is really purest, like the the wind in my hair and not really, I was wearing a helmet, but like the wind in my ears. And, and I started to feel God, I started to feel God's grace. And I, I, with, with cycling, I kind of fell in with a couple riders, I I bike alone, by the way, I live alone, I'm child-free, I'm pet-free, I'm an only child and I run my own business, which I love to say because it's just like, you want to talk about like um, doing things on my own. Um, I'm also someone who was in relationships from the time I was 18 till the time I was 41. So I am at peace with being alone for the first time in my life. And I know we're talking about working with others, but because of working with others, I have that peace. I rely on one entity and one entity only, and that is God. I do not depend on anybody else to be recovered or stay recovered, but I love people. So it's both, right? Um, and so I'm on the lakefront path, and there, there's this couple, I think, in front of me, and they're kind of like going at the same cadence as me. And I started drafting with them. So just kind of like right behind them, not in a creepy way. Okay. But like right behind them. And it occurred to me, that's kind of what working with others is like, you know, I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to ride with you. We're going to ride at the same tempo. We might change spots. um, But we're riding together and we're staying together. And it's easier. It's easier to keep pace when other people are pacing with you. Because, you know, I can take the hill and I can keep up with them. And when they slow down, I slow down. And so I just when I pass them eventually, because obviously I have to, um, because I'm still me, I said to them, thank you for, as I'm passing them, like, thank you for letting me ride with you. That made, my, that made me feel really good to just be with you for a bit. And that's, I mean, that's recovery to me, just being able to um, be one among many and to give and receive love. We have every option every day to keep our headphones in, to keep our phone down, to turn it off. I mean, I was the queen of that when I was in the food, right? Draw the blinds, turn the phone off, cut it off. So for me to sort of reach through and and say something that has some love to it um, is a really powerful moment for me. The second moment from today um, was I was uh, getting some work done. And I texted a fellow and I said, I just don't wanna do any of this today. I'm not in the mood for it. It's a holiday, WTF. And I was starting to get sort of resentful and irritated. And um, I I walked it through in my head, 10 and 11. I did some prayer and then I called a newcomer. Um, I called someone who is brand new to OA and we talked for 45 minutes and I didn't have that planned um it didn't necessarily fit into the schedule but that's what we do you know she's not abstinent um she wants to be you know they it talks in working with others a lot about how we meet people where they're at how we don't evangelize and i think when i was talking to her um you know i sort of said i'd be happy to kind of take you through the doctor's opinion and you know i'm sort of full right now but i'd love to help you find a sponsor um, so if she's on right now, that would be great. I don't know. Um, but I think one of the things that, that step 12 really taught me about relationships is that, um, this is, this is an opportunity for me to let go of control, to guide you, but not to push you and to apply gentle pressure right? But not too much. And I think I I shared in my, uh, in a meeting yesterday about my two biggest fears. And I will tell you, working with others has squashed both of these for me. Honest to God. So keep going. For those of you who might not be at step 12 yet, um, you're going to get there if you keep going. So here, here's the punchline. It's like the fear of being forgotten. It's my, one of my biggest ones. And then the fear of being alone. I, after I shared my story yesterday and I got phone calls from all over the world and I talked to a sponsee today who is struggling and I thought to myself, like, won't he do it? Like, won't God do it? That this has become my family. If any of you were in Chicago, and needed anything, I would help you. That's what we do because we are sisters and brothers in struggle, in weakness. It's weakness, not strength that binds us, right? So you might be thinking like, well, I don't have time for that. I've got PowerPoints due tomorrow and I've got kids to raise and, you know, and I'm, I I don't purport to to sort of fix and manage anybody's time. But I think when it comes to, you know, being afraid to sponsor, and being afraid not to sponsor, I think the latter is really, really where we land. Um, So I will um, go to the book for a bit um, because this chapter is so, I had to, I kind of reread it today because I was like, man, this is, I'm working with others so regularly now that I kind of forget a little bit of like, how did I get here? Like, how did I get to step 12? What is step 12? Um, And I want to say, too, that were it not for my sponsees, and they know this, um, I would have picked up. I would have picked up a couple different times, I think. Um, but because they call me every day, um, sometimes now, now where they're at, some of them call me three times a week. Um, because I had those calls, I had to stay stopped. I had to stay stopped it was like it's bigger than me and um you know i'm a big fan of like we proceed with deadly earnestness in our work in this in this program um but i'm also very grateful to be able to laugh and i like to laugh and and share um some good humor you know we're not a glum lot and so my sponsees have saved my life uh on a couple different occasions specifically Um, but they continue to do so by teaching me. And I used to be, you know, one of these people who, you know, you want to talk about the evangelist and you want to talk about the person who's getting on the pulpit or at the podium. I mean, I literally do that for a living. Um, And I had to really check myself as I went through the steps. And as I got into sponsoring, the other thing about working with others. And for those of you who might be kind of struggling with like higher power stuff, like who's my God, how does it work? I'm not sure I feel it. I'm not sure I couldn't define it. The rubber really met the road for me, working with sponsors, working with sponsors. This is where I found God. I mean, I took steps one through, through 11, for sure, to the best of my ability but I think really feeling God came from working with someone else and witnessing them recover. This disease is brutal and fatal. And it's not for me fatal, maybe physically, right? My top weight, I was 270 something, I'm 5'11" but I was so lonely. I was so lonely. I didn't have anyone that I could talk to and feel like if I tell you I'm afraid or I'm sad, that you won't walk away. And my sponsor saved my life. She gave it to me for fun and for free. I have to pay her shit. And I've paid a lot of people a lot of money <laughs> to save me, right? And so it is my absolute privilege to give it away. It is a privilege to give it away. Um, So I might not get to the book, actually. I don't know. It's not happening. Um, But what? (laughs) Five minutes time. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Susie. Um, I'm going to take a sip of water, too, because my voice gets raspy. I had a sponsee say to me today, I'm, af- I'm, I'm afraid that I might lose you. Um, you know, we struggle in this program. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> I called someone today and I was like, I'm crampy, I'm annoyed. I can't, you know, I don't wanna do this. It's like, you gotta find the people in this program that you can vent to. And then as soon as you vent, you gotta call someone and try and help them, right? It's just this dance. It's this beautiful, like, balance that we have in here. And when she said, I'm afraid I'm going to lose you, you know, she's, she's struggling. And um, there's a couple things that came to mind for me uh, and came to heart, actually. One, been there. Um, been there where I put all of my faith in my sponsor Um, And when she did human things, um, I used it as an excuse to binge. Uh, What we know for sure is that, you know, you can get well regardless of anybody. It says it right here. I think it's page 98, if you need the reference. You can get well regardless of anyone. So long as you trust in God and clean house. Like Those are the two things. So I, I didn't say this to her today, but you don't, you, I'm here for you anytime. And you don't need me the way that you need God. I am with you on this journey. I'm walking alongside you. But part of what I think is so powerful about working with others is it is a responsibility to show up, to, to, to give what's been so freely given to you, to be of service I mean, this is just absolutely essential for you to stay recovered, okay? But God's got you. God's got you more than anyone else. And sponsors will let you down and sponsees will let you down. And it's this beautiful, like imperfect way of living that we all do. But I think for me with working with others, I had a day yesterday where, and this weekend, frankly, where plans dissolved, I had plans, then they went away. And remember, I live in a monarchy potentially, right? Like, so like I, it's just sort of me, right? And I, I, I stepped back and I was like, a year ago, I would have panicked. I don't have anything to do. I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have anyone. And um, I didn't because I have through all of you, Access to a higher power and access to, you know, just a life beyond my wildest dreams, honestly. I care about all of you very much. And I think like what I do know is that if you're going to find God, if you haven't found God and you want to find God, I will carry you and walk with you through the steps. We all will. But it's a it the desire to find him has to come from you. It has to come from within. It's not something that I can make happen for you. I can say that I found God through service. I found God through becoming the woman I wanna be in this program, a woman who shows up, who signs up for committees, who shuts her mouth, right? And listens. I can't wait to hear what all of you have to say to be honest with you. You know, um, and I, I sit down and I work the book and I make time for this and that it's just that simple. I don't want to complicate it anymore. Um, and I'm not sure that, that I have much more, much more to say, um, get to step 12, keep going and then give it away. Um, and give it away. Anytime you feel like, gosh, this is an inconvenience. That's okay. It's Okay. You get to be inconvenienced now. Um, You know, being a binge eater and planning my binges and living life around food was majorly inconvenient to what God had in store for me, It inconvenienced God greatly. And so I'm so grateful, and I'll end with this, that that has been removed so I can get to work on what God has in store for me, Um, which is, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. So many possibilities. With that, I'll pass. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you so much, Emily. And we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine, if you're on the phone and the Zoom host, Michelle O, will call the raised hands in order. And would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Okay, our first share is
2: Leslie K. Hi, my name is Leslie. I'm a compulsive overeater. Emily, I I, I won't cross talk other than to say uh, that your spirit is so alive and I really needed to hear you tonight. Thank you so much. Um, working with others is, uh, huh, you're right. It is challenging because I, I don't, I don't like to hear about other people's bench foods. I never have. Um, and when you're new, it's kind of what you wanna talk about because it's like kind of what it's all about for somebody who's new. Um, but I recoiled from it be- and, I, and I'm trying to master that. I'm trying to um, find a way to uh, not be charged or triggered by someone else talking about the bench foods. I didn't hear a single thing that triggered me or freaked me out or made me want to run or, you know, anything, um, in your share. And I'm so grateful to you. It's just like my spirit was at rest the whole time you talked. And I'm, I'm, uh, I have a restless spirit because I only have, um, 10 days today again. You know, for uh, the last uh, for over forty years of over years anonymous, um, and I come and go with my uh, willingness of what well, what you shared, the willingness to show up, suit up, and show up, and I I I I listened and I heard that the distance that I placed between myself and my higher power when I'm in the food is, um, it's just so minimizing. It's just, it diminishes me in every way. Um, I also really appreciated the subtleties of smiles in the photographs because uh, I watched as you evolved through your abstinence and I, I really paid attention to the way that you smiled and I was so grateful to have that inside, um, uh, the inside of you uh, coming through your photographs. It, it was just so magnificent. I'm ghost with the spirit after listening tonight and I'm sure I'll even be more so after everybody else. Um, I'm looking for the timer, oh there Susie is, okay. So, um, am I done? I can't I can't hear you. Um, seconds. One second. Five seconds. Oh, well, then, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> thank you was K. Um we have met up.
3: Uh... Hi,. Uh... I'm Matt J.F., I'm a compulsive overeater, recovered, I see you laughing, Emily. Uh, living in Kentucky. <clears throat> and uh, I really uh, just wanna thank you for for offering like don't panic because I realized that that's, uh, I'm, I'm having a very similar experience to some of what you described right now in my life. And, th- and that's the big difference. The, the big difference is that my default used to be um, like that, that acronym for fear, F everything and run. It used to be like, this is sure this discomfort surely will be the discomfort that kills me every single time. And what this program has done for me is just, you know, it, it creates enough space for me to coexist with any discomfort. I mean, as far as I know, no one's ever actually died of discomfort. Um, and so far, nothing that's made me uncomfortable has ever killed me. Um, and that sort of default of like, just kind of accepting what shows up and not panicking is all the difference. It's that, and sometimes it's just like, it's a few milliseconds of notice before the feelings show up. Um. Yeah you know, sometimes it's just like seeing the preview of an email and knowing that it's going to make me furious and then reading the email and being like okay where is it where is it right okay here it is I'm furious um like the difference between not knowing that's going to show up and knowing it's going to show up is everything the feeling is the same but the the sense of existential crisis is not and uh, that's what I ate over. I ate over the the notion that like surely this discomfort with this feeling is going to be the death of me unless I crowd it out by filling my belly with something until I'm physically uncomfortable, um, which I knew I did for many years, and it didn't make a damn bit of difference. Um, all that did is this: it's um, it's making peace with my past and accepting a God that's everything and that that includes me and includes all of my choices, past, present, and future. And it's not, it's not the outcomes are not on me. What's on me is to try and just do the best I can in every moment and try and work to, as everyone always does, but to try and make my sense of what's best, just a little bit better every day. And that's what this program is for, for me. So thank you for your share, I pass. Thank you, Matt,
2: Melissa G.
3: Would you like
4: to? Hi, um, I'm Melissa G. Really unstable. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. Hi. Um, so Emily, I appreciate you and love you. I don't see you on the screen, but um, yeah, it was it was definitely a great share and. Um, so working with others, right? Everybody, I always thought like, this is where recovery happens because I'm outside of myself and I'm giving it away. And um, cause so much of this disease is about myself. Um, I worked through the steps twice and both times I hadn't really gotten to the point of being successful at, at sponsoring. Um, I actually relapsed this weekend um, So I guess we start over, I think is what's going to happen. But um, you know what? I know it's going to take what it takes. And at some point, the distress and the trying to control and why isn't life the way that I want life to be, I see it in Emily, in your pictures, I see it in so many of you who are recovered that... I know it is possible to get to that point and just be okay with the things that are. Um, so yeah, I'm hopeful and I just wanted to share. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Next we have Daisy followed by Katie B. And then Karen.
5: Thanks Michelle. And thanks so much Emily for, for your wonderful share tonight. Um, I really resonate with your enthusiasm for sponsoring. It really is kind of like the best thing ever. Um, I remember when I first went through the steps, my sponsor would always say like, you know, this is helping me as much as it's helping you. And I kind of thought that was BS because she was literally saving my life. And um, and now I say it to my sponsors all the time because it's like, oh, this is actually still actively stay- saving my life. Um, I still need this and it's, it's, and I'm like a, I'm like a pretty like selfish, self-absorbed person to my core. I don't like commitment. I, you know, I'm protective over my time and, um, sponsoring or just working with others in general. Like you don't have to be sponsoring to work with others, to call someone who's newer than you. Um, but just doing that has taught me so much about, you know, showing up and, um, and about like how much it, yeah, how much it does for me. And, um, it's, I don't know, it's just such an amazing thing. Um, the other thing I wanted to, to say that I really appreciated about your share is the comment around like imperfection and intimacy. And I think when I first started sponsoring, I really thought like I needed to be this perfect person. And I like thought of myself as a fraud kind of. Um, and today, you know, I do think it's important for me to share my experience, strength and hope, but it's also important for me to show up fully as human. Um, and my sponsors have done a wonderful job doing that with me. And I think, you know, it's not recovery, like it's not all rainbows, right? Like it's still life and life happens and we need to teach people how to handle and manage life than the storm that it is. Um, so I really, yeah, just really like that comment. So thank you, Emily and everyone for being here.
0: Thanks Daisy. And we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares with the zoom host. Please stop the recording.